everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, you can go to our Patreon page and sign up, which will allow you to talk with us as we record on Discord Tuesday nights, right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you can't do that, feel free to post to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. This week, we're going to be talking about a lot of different idiots, but DeSantis Whoa. made the, the top of the list, I think. Uh, he is, I think he is the hero, the hero that COVID deserves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, uh, a little bit of a follow-up for things that we've talked about previously. Ahmed Aubrey, uh, the sentencing... Mm. was done last week, early this week, I don't remember, recently, in any case. And is, uh, yeah, all three were sentenced to life. Yep. Uh, the first two were sentenced to life plus 20 years, and uh, the the final guy, I don't have their names in front of me, but was, what was it, life plus 10 years, but would be suspended? Like, it wasn't so quite the, as much. the right. McMichael... Father-son duo, life without possibility of parole plus 20 years. The Correct. the Roddy, their buddy, yes, parole, also pa- life. Yeah. So he'll be very old if he gets out. Right. I don't know how you determine when you're eligible for parole with, you know, life being the prison mm-hmm. sentence. Right. Like, I also don't. I'm sure, th- I'm sure they have a formula. Oh, yeah. And it varies Well, if state, you go by so. Shawshank, I think it's 30 years. <laughs> Granted, that was text took place in the forties, mm. right? Uh, according to Grinch, the statute in Georgia is thirty years. So, okay, um, I I don't know. I I was surprised by this. It, to me, this is a completely just sentence. Yeah, but I I am surprised that that's the case, especially in Georgia. Oh, these guys aren't cops. They're totally white. They're white, but they're white. But yeah. They're white. yeah, that's yeah. not enough anymore. They're not for white once, and rich. For once, I agree. This was not a case of somebody making a mistake. Mm. This was wrong. Yeah. Have fun. (laughs) Especially to the friend who ran down and said, oh, this sounds like it's going to be a good time. I'll join in. Harassing people of color. Yay. Mm. Trump's still president, right? Yeah. Thought it would all be good. Well, not not so much. To Alpha's point, too. Yeah, I hope that the DA is next. Yeah, the DA deserves to be charged with something. It's just, Tell me more. Yeah, did uh, the DA not charge them right away? Or Correct. Until the uh, video was released, um, it was a good old boy, so they were not going to be charged with anything. Then the video was released, and they went, ah, crap. And craziness, the crazy, craziest part of it is that the people that released the video were the defendants, because they thought it would make them look good. Like, wow. So the idiot level is just maximized. Mm. I mean, should lose his job in any case. Hmm. Should not be district attorney if, that, no. you know. All right. So moving on to some January 6th stuff. And this isn't news to anybody who's, uh, well, definitely nobody who's on the podcast and pretty much nobody who listens. But I thought it was a good summary, a good article. Uh, it was written by Samuel Perry, January 6th. Uh, he kind of goes into some details as how it is likely only the first wave of Christian nationalist violence. So he puts in some details on how, you know, why he says that this is a Christian nationalist movement, that it is a uh, religious event, 
that happened on January 6th and how religion uh, uh, spurred the whole thing on. And I, I think we've discussed that enough, but there were a couple things that um, I wanted to, to did we? bring out Did we discuss that? We have yeah, talked about I it. I think we did. Enough? Meh. But one of the things, he is a so, uh, sociology and religious studies professor at uh, University of Oklahoma. He's He ha- apparently surveyed uh, a group of Americans and then surveyed them them again. And he found that, so compared to, what was it, most, most recently, he found that those who rated the highest in Christian nationalist attitudes represented about about 30 million Americans, they've actually become more entrenched in the falsehood about January 6th than what actually happened, with twice as many saying how now they stand on the side of the rioters than they did in February. So he put out this thing in February and said, you know, how do you feel about the people who were rioting on January 6th? And then he did it again in like August. And as it turns out, more people are behind are in favor of what happened to the Capitol than there were in February. So more people are buying into the lies. Hmm. Well, yeah, because Trump never uh, told them not to. He didn't back down on that one. Never conceded. Everybody else who tries to gets shut down on the GOP side. I'm sure you have it somewhere in the stories this week with Tucker Carlson and Ted Cruz and all that shit. (laughs) Strangely enough, there's an article about Tucker about something in – Entirely different. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you don't know? But, did, you did not see the video of Ted Cruz groveling to oh, Tucker yeah. Carlson. I heard about it. I did not see the uh, that video. No. So he made a statement on January sixth in the Senate about the terrorist attack that occurred on that day, and blah blah blah, and it was horrible, and this and that, and then Tucker was like, "You son of a bitch," <laughs> and uh, Ted Cruz went on his show, and Tucker was literally yelling at him you made a statement that was full of lies on that day now why did you say that and ted cruz is like well i was a little clumsy with my words and i was like and tucker carlson's like nope nope i don't believe that i've known you for years why did you say that and then ted cruz came up with some fucking stupid excuse as to why he said it it is the most cringy piece of video i've seen in quite some time right that man his argument his argument was basically that it was only the people that attacked the police officers that were terroristic everybody else was you know there for um patriotism and it was pathetic regardless of whatever ted's you know excuse was for saying it the fact that he got called out and had to Mm. go apologize and the way that tucker was treating him he's a fucking senator yeah and he's just yelling at him he's like why did you lie why did you lie that day I was like, ooh, this is disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Ted Cruz, we know, has no spine. So, right. of course, he backed down and <laughs> he, peed himself on air. And- <laughs> he is like, the if the word craven <laughs> were to come to life, <laughs> it would be Ted Cruz. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why he says anything off the cuff anymore. Because he clearly <laughs> has to check with his donors and the people <laughs> who give him money. He should just type it in. Can I say blank, blank? No, you cannot. Okay. To avoid shit like this. Like, I don't know how anybody sees that video. I mean, it was on Fox News, so I know the people who vote for this dumbass must have seen it. They go, that's my man. That's my fucking strong-willed man right there. I'm voting for him (laughs) for senator. Because fucking a bow-tie-wearing shitwind 
<laughs> a word I just made up. <laughs> which is word. part win part windbag, part shitbag. <laughs> it's crazy. And then there was another senator who was on ABC. I don't know his name, but a Republican. And he was like, he's very concerned about Republicans not voting because of the way they keep saying the election was rigged and blah, blah, blah. And he said, look, I'm trying to tell you people, Trump lost. All right. The voting system is okay. You know, I don't want you to not vote. Well, as soon as he said that, bang, Trump was all over that shit. Fucking destroyed him. Uh, says, I, w- I wish I never fucking vouched for this dirtbag. He'll be up for election in five years. He won't get my backing. And all just kinds of crazy shit. It doesn't matter. You don't need to promise the people anything. You don't need mm. to say you're going to make their lives better. All you have to do is say that you agree with Trump and you are fine. That is the mm-hmm. that is the litmus test now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the only litmus test. Yeah, that was uh, Senator Mike Rounds, by the way, from South Dakota. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what I. That's what I don't. Why do they people get excited about that shit? Like no one ever asked Jim Jordan, "What are you gonna fucking do for me?" He does because he doesn't have to. Right. He's like, all I'm gonna do is fuck up the other people and give you nothing. They could even say that, I bet, and it wouldn't make any difference. Yeah, the I, important part is is. Getting one over on the Democrats, no right. matter what. So it doesn't surprise me, and especially with our short-term memory of people go, uh, siding more on that side now, you know. Remember the sure. American hero, Ashley Babbitt, who died <laughs> trying right. to break into a federal building? The brave martyr. Yeah. Whose life was unjustly taken. Mm-hmm. Also, side oh. note, did anybody see the Trump interview on OAN? No. No, I don't believe so. This guy is still talking about fucking crowd sizes. Oh my god. He still he starts talking about the crowd size of January 6th and how the media is covering up pictures of the actual size of the crowd. You can't find them. They're out there. There's helicopter shots. You can see them. It was just like at my election. There was people all the way back to the Washington Monument, but they don't show you those. And I'm like, oh my wow. god, dude. It's been fucking seven years, man. <laughs> or six years. I'm like, <laughs> what is up? Wow. And you want to know the, the OAN uh, interviewer's response? Those were magnificent crowds, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's the only possible response. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all about the ego. It's the only thing that matters. It's I, I don't get it, man. I <laughs> Malignant narcissism. One other, uh, <laughs> one other article from the New York Times, uh, just a quote that I saw. There was an essay in the New York Times from uh, Catherine Stewart that said the most serious attempt to overthrow American constitutional system since the Civil War would not have been possible without the influence of American Christian nationalist movement. One year later, the movement seems to have learned its lesson. If it tries harder, maybe next time it'll succeed. Yeah. There's been no punishment, well, except for the individuals on January 6th doing a little little bit of jail time. The pawns. The pawns. You know, you lose a pawn here and there. You You can still move forward. Like... That's what they learned. I bet you some of those people would still back Trump and what they did. Oh, yeah. The ones that went to jail. Well, my I, understanding, did yeah, they like form a group in the jail? In What happened? I thought they like formed a, like a support group. They're all like jailed together for now and they've, they're have they they're supporting each other and... Yep. Echo chambering. Inside their little bubble. Yeah. Oh. Well, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one I saw who broke down crying when the police were talking to him and he was like, I made a mistake. I'm a dummy. Yep. Oh no, he's in there 
helping to further further radicalize himself in prison in front of the police. I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure he was he was Harvey Weinstein walking in with a with a walker and mm. blind guy sunglasses and whatever bullshit empathy Kyle Rittenhouse fake crying on the stand <laughs> nonsense. He's fucking pieces of shit. Every yep. one of them. I concur. I was just going to let Ian go on that ramp. <laughs> no, I had to cut myself it off. I, it started, oh, okay. and then before it went downhill, I had to put on the emergency brake. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, Betty White. I'm going to start in the conspiracy crap. Uh, Betty White made another uh, pass in the conspiracy world. Uh, factcheck.org has a story about, and I don't I don't even know where this comes from or like what it, where where they're going with it. But the conspiracy is with Betty White. And Barbara Bush. Mm-hmm. So the, the the conspiracy theory is that they both worked for the CIA. They were both deep state plants, <laughs> and that they both uh, they both worked against you know the American people. Uh, they were part of the the liberal left agenda, um, and it ends. Wait, with Bar- Barbara, the, the- Barbara Bush was part of the liberal left agenda, <laughs> right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that they were both daughters of Alistair Crowley. Oh my! The British occultist. Huh. I don't. I don't even like. I. I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know. Barbara Bush. Really? <laughs> is it because they kind of had white hair? Both of them. <laughs> that's all. That's a, yeah. That's all I got. Is that they? They kind of had similar hair and were old women. I. I guess. I. I don't know. It's amazing how this comes out now, right after uh, Betty White dies. <laughs> yeah, because she would have slapped him upside the head if she did, said it to her face. Where, where were they before? Well. It's just, it, just, it just seems... Now, I don't hate an exceptionally bizarre conspiracy theory. Right. Let's, let me be straight about that. <laughs> but this one seems, like, meritless. Right. Exactly. Like, this one seems like... Do you guys remember that episode of South Park where they were explaining the jokes on Family Guy as a dolphin just pushes random words right, from one yeah. side of a tank yes. to another? Yes. That's that's how they came up with this <laughs> conspiracy. They just they they clipped some words out of a magazine, put them all into a into a, a basket, shook it up, and pulled out six. And someone said, "All right, that's your conspiracy. Go." It does feel like that. It's one of those crazy Mad Lib conspiracy theories. Yeah. I mean, it just, this just seems lazy. I don't love it. But it was so crazy. I, I mean, I just, I had to mention it. Mm. But, uh, and Bob Saget wasn't involved with that at all, or? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. I haven't seen a Bob Saget conspiracy yet, but. You would, I mean, I would, I would say he's strangely universally beloved. I don't quite get it, but whatever. But so was Betty White. I mean, Betty White, come on. <laughs> I really don't get the Bob Saget. I'm like, Betty White was just, she was just fun. Yeah. Like, she was raunchy when she wanted to be raunchy, but it was still funny. Saget was raunchy just to be raunchy, and I didn't get it. Well, he was, was a very nice person, but... Well, Saget started out as, like, a pretty raunchy comedian. Then ended up on a wholesome, the most wholesome TV show that existed ever. <laughs> right. He's, he's America's dad. Yeah. It's a generational thing, I think. I never watched that show, so... Yeah, I mean, I was just like, oh, I mean, I know Bob Saget is, sure. you know, but I, I don't, listen, nothing bad came out about him, so I'm fine. Right. As far I, as, yeah. he wasn't drugging women, as far as I know. No. <laughs> like the like the other America's dead. Mm. <laughs> so the next one that I've got, I don't, 
I know I've read about this guy before. I don't remember if I mentioned him on the show. Christopher Key, he had decided, well, he had, I don't know if it was on Twitter, some social media, he'd put out a statement that uh, the the people enforcing vaccine mandates and, and or mask mandates were going to, you know, going to have to pay. And he'd loaded up a bunch of firearms and put them in his car and was driving around. And, and apparently what he was doing was driving around handing out like tickets to people, like little pamphlets uh, to promote his anti-vax ideas. Uh, but he still had like loaded firearms in his car and, you know, he got on the radar police quite a bit and was eventually arrested for like trespassing. And well, again, I don't remember if I had mentioned it before, but in any case, he's back in the news again. And this time was a little bit worse. He came out and said that he had the absolute antidote to deal with uh, the vaccine, not not COVID. Remember, he thinks the vaccine is the problem. Oh, right. But he's got the cure, the antidote. And we have tons of research. Mm-hmm. The antidote is urine therapy. Not just any urine. <laughs> your own urine. Oh. Has to be your own. And he says, I know a lot of you think, a lot of you think this sounds crazy, but guys, God's given us everything we need. <laughs> this has been around for centuries. When I tell you this, please take it with a grain of salt, which I don't think he means to salt your urine. Mm. Maybe he means to pour it on your hand like a you do you do the salt, then the <laughs> urine, and then the lemon. <laughs> that's how that works, right? Mm. <laughs> oh. But that's uh yeah, that's that's the cure for the vaccine. <laughs> For the vaccine. Yep. I've literally been pissing away a cure. <laughs> <laughs> to the vaccine. Yeah. Right. I mean, I could be selling it to these people. Oh, if they yeah. got the vaccine and, they, and they're and they like, oh my God. I oh, this guy it. says you have to use your own. Oh, okay. With a grain of salt. You know. Damn, damn it. <laughs> the other one along with this, and I hadn't heard of this until Karen mentioned it. Was, was yeah. this article written by a Patches O'Houlihan? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Because it's sterile and he likes the taste? (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm aware of. All right. Uh, But but you got to get that dodgeball reference in there. Um, (laughs) Tucker Carlson, not to be outdone, uh, apparently has his own cure. But his is for COVID. Mm, True. His cure? Viagra. Mm? Yeah. I... I don't. I don't know. Karen, you got more on this? He did a segment on his Friday show to for a potential new treatment for COVID nineteen Viagra. It's Pfizer's, of course, because you know I don't know they're an evil corporation. They want to be a sponsor, not. but they're mad at him for <laughs> oh. being down on on their vaccine. So they said you have to promote our other drugs. Oh, that's a possibility. <laughs> it may save us from COVID nineteen. Yep. Oh, he and he finished with: Is there anything Viagra doesn't cure? Everything? Was he being, like, joking, or did he have any science to back up what he was saying? I was going to say, does he do that segment as, like, as a lead into that Gutfeld show that comes next? Nope. You he, mean uh, Gutfeld, the highest-rated late-night show? Yep. <laughs> nope, he's told a story about a 37-year-old Monica Almedia, um, who reported that she was cured by um, Viagra, because it opened up her airwaves. Yep. So. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe it helps. Who knows? But I'm not taking Tucker Carlson's word about it. What about that total stranger who is quoting? Mm, no, not her either. Although she is a fully no. vaccinated nurse in the UK. <laughs> okay. Not a scientific evidence. Sorry. So it wasn't, <laughs> it had nothing to do with the fact that she's fully vaccinated. Right. It was the Viagra was the key. Right. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jeff said, but it's hard to pee with a four-hour erection, so I'm thoroughly confused on how to beat this thing. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, the USA Today is fact-checking. Uh, they actually had to put out... I, I, I mean, had to, but... Did. They, they put out an article about uh, fact-checking the uh, whether or not COVID-19 is a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax. So they act, they actually put together a whole bunch of information, like the fact that 800,000 people are dead, 55 million confirmed infections in the U.S., and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But one part of it was the fact that there was a tweet that has not just stayed on Twitter, but made its way to Facebook, and uh, people are, are, like, quoting it. And this tweet states, if we were in a real pandemic, people would be dying in their homes by the thousands. Hazmat teams would be removing bodies daily. Mass grave sites would be everywhere. Now, first off, just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean like it's it's like a pandemic in the movies that you've seen. Mm. Like, it can be really bad without it being a, a an extinction event, right? Like, <laughs> but, uh, it, however... Aren't all those things true, though? Right. <laughs> okay. The tweet goes on to say, in over two years, we've seen nothing like this anywhere in the world. Stop calling this a pandemic. <laughs> However, uh, as it states further further down in the article, there are people dying in their homes by the thousands. There is actual footage of hazmat teams going in and removing bodies. Uh, there are places in the world that have had to dig mass grave sites. So, yeah, actually. It was all about that a couple months ago. Yeah. Right. I swear, we, yeah, we need- I didn't need see web- it, so it can't be true. We need webcams in the ICUs. I'm sorry, privacy just needs to go out the window for a while. We need it broadcast 24 by 7 on all the news channels, because people- I don't understand how you don't how, how you don't see this. They won't believe that. That'll be actors. And then if you bring, then you'll say, okay, well, why don't we actually bring them in for a tour? Sure. Bring them there physically and be like, nope, all these people are acting too. This is like mm. a play. There's they no getting through. Yeah, there's nothing. Give up. Let them okay. die. <laughs> but the problem is, is that they're they're clogging up the places where the rest of us would like to go when we get sick. That's true. Well, we just got to wait it out. So take yeah. care. Take care of yourself for a little bit. Yeah, stock up on your toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Drive slower. Yeah. Take your medication. Jesus. Uh, the next thing, the next conspiracy theory that I have is from Mashable. It's a story about how five G does not make people's heads explode randomly. Who thought that? <laughs> So there's a video, which I don't have the video in the link, but there's it, you, you can find it. I'm, I'm sure if you follow the link on Mashable, um, there's a video of, uh, talking about people spontaneously combusting. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so the idea is that, uh, I, yeah, it's by 5G. Now, there are also tweets about this that on January 5th, 5G will launch. And this is the day that all vaccinated will drop like flies. <laughs> mm. Good thing I still have 4G on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you hear well, that? Apparently that, does, that doesn't matter, but. Well, I mean, but, but you have to keep in mind, though, that the 5G rollout was delayed. I did see that for safety concerns on airplanes because it was interfering with airplanes. So that's the justification. Well, it didn't happen. Buttigieg actually, you know, canceled it. Sigh. So now the goalposts have been moved to January 19th. So when everybody's head explodes on January 19th, you'll know why. Right. Okay. 
So getting the getting the vaccine in conjunction with five G will make your head explode. Not just five right. G alone, not just the vaccine alone. These the two things put together. That seems to be the indication. Yeah. Was this done purposely? Oh, obviously by to kill what? George Soros and, and Bill Gates, right? To, to to kill people, right? Population control. Why not just poison them with the vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> Because that didn't come true yet, so we have to keep going. Oh, okay, 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 okay. gotcha. Well, and why do it at all? I mean, these are, you know, a, a large percentage of taxpayers. They're putting or money into Microsoft the system. Microsoft pro- products. There you go, yeah. Yeah. So the logic doesn't follow. Because, because what you don't know is that Bill Gates just invented uh, fully automated robots that can do most menial labor. Ah. And- uh, so as soon as he gets rid of all the plebs, he'll institute that. Then all the rich people can live on Easy Street. They don't need to feed them anybody except themselves, and the robots will do all the work. So robot farmers and such, right? They'll okay. pick up your trash. They'll drive your kids to school, and you don't have you to know, pay what them. Have you. you just right, have to buy them once, them. and you're done. Okay. No, you don't even need to buy them. There's only going to be like a thousand people left on the planet. <laughs> well, who's going to make them then? The robots. They're already made. They're all made. They're all sitting in underground warehouses being wait- oh. waiting to be executed. All he has to do is pull a big lever in his house, and the robots will just start working out, and they know exactly <laughs> what jobs they have to do. And the reason that they haven't deployed these yet is because it'll throw a whole bunch of people out of work, and then we'll have to feed them. Well, because so we're all still alive, them. and we could resist. Uh, right. All right. Now, originally, Karen, they had toyed robots with lasers on their heads to wipe out the other people while they were taking their – so the robot would walk in, shoot you with the laser, and then take your job over. But okay. uh, that's pretty messy. So we want you know everybody's head to explode. Then the cleanup robots come out. They clean it all up. Then the worker robots come out. Easy peasy. Are you making this all up or is this actually you know a thing? I just made that all up at the top of my head. That's very <laughs> However- good. It's very close to uh, to my next story. Oh, okay. Uh, co-founder of the company Entrata, which I'd never heard of previously, uh, Dave Bateman, put out a statement saying, uh, apparently he is the chairman of the software company. Uh, he put out, uh, I don't know if it was a tweet. Uh, oh, no, it was an email. He put out an email to many political leaders in the state of Utah Calling the COVID-19 vaccine a plot to euthanize the American people and blamed it all on the Jews. Of course. Specifically, Bill Gates and George Soros. Isn't Soros Uh, Jewish? I I don't know. I I think he is. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Sheldon. uh, Adels. Whatever. Yeah, whatever his name is. No, you might be right. Uh, So, yeah, he, he very much was on board with the whole idea that the vaccine was a Jewish plot to uh, call the uh, American people. It, it was it was the Jewish elite, including Bill Gates and George Soros, to depopulate the planet. It was put out by a statement of uh, the CEO. Dave is no longer a member of the board. <laughs> <laughs> he has been removed. So uh, that's he's one of the people propagating that. Pretty much the exact story that Jared made up and thought was so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, too, about that other one. If that's true, why is Donald Trump pushing the, the vaccine? Is he part of this coup with the Soros and, and, and Bill, Bill Gates? Gates? I mean, maybe he just, you know, bought on into the lie. Or is he doing some kind of secret code when he says that? Like, he's telling us, the dummies, 
to get our vaccines, but he's like secretly doing stuff with his hands on the side, telling <laughs> his – no, no, I'm just kidding. Don't take the vaccine. It will fucking make your head explode. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to figure this all out, man. You know, maybe, yeah, I'm over, yeah. maybe I'm overthinking it a little bit. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm going to move this, this one up a little bit. Uh, the DeSantis story. Since we're on super crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He uh, – so the video is, uh, is – well, it's up all over the place on the internet. I want to put a link to Reddit just because I like Reddit. DeSantis is supposedly talking about hurricane preparedness. However, he's not. I mean, I'm sure he did at some point in the speech. But in the clip, he is talking about – the whole the whole idea of uh, of getting vaccinated and and getting tested specifically he starts off with the idea that and this is the the, the one I have I think everybody had the hardest time wrapping their brains around the idea that never before in human history has anyone gone to the doctor to to get a test for anything before they had symptoms like that's something that's new we've never done that before why do they want you to go to the doctor before you have symptoms that's that's weird you mean like you know cancer screenings and <laughs> colonoscopies and everything like there's tons of testing that people have done just to make sure that they're healthy but I don't know. Apparently, he forgot that, even though his wife was uh, has been diagnosed with cancer after getting screened. So yep. you would think he'd remember, yeah. Um, but then the other thing, he kind of he, he more than hints, he outright says that uh, this is a a quiet, a subtle way of locking you down, in that they're putting all these tests out there, and if you take a test and you test positive. Uh, you don't know if you have the virus or not, but mm. you tested positive, so now you have to lock yourself down. It's another way for the, the government to lock you down and keep you in your home and keep you quiet and subservient. Mm. Ex ex except that the test actually does tell you whether or not you're sick. Right. right. Or at least, I mean, you may not have symptoms, but you are carrying a virus around and can spread it to other people. Wow. I mean, really, I guess his his goal is just to have fewer people test so that he can try to keep the numbers down like is that is that it's what he's gotta doing? be yeah he likes the numbers yeah. where they're at well I, the, I, the 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 kernel of truth to this is that uh, most people that enter the hospital nowadays regardless of whether they have symptoms of covid are tested for covid because then they need they need to know that you do you go on you know into the place where people are you know at high you know high security for covid or, or not so there are people that have gone to the hospital for things and have also tested for COVID at the same time. So the, the kernel of truth is, you know, very, very small. And he's just taking it and running with it and making an idiot out of himself. That's what he does. He does know he's in the government, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. He caught, it, he caught himself a couple times saying how, well, we've put out guidelines about, you know, what you should do with testing. And then he immediately corrected himself. was like, but, you know, you don't have to follow these guidelines. <laughs> Because that's got to be the most important thing, is that the government can't tell you what to do, even though he's telling you what to do. And people are pretty sure that he had COVID over the holidays, too. His first oh, speech, really? Yeah. His first speech last week sometime, um, he was catching his breath constantly. He'd like, you know, say three words and <gasps> say three words and <gasps> he was not sounding good. And he vanished for like two weeks. Nobody saw him. And now he's just getting back into it. Yeah. I think he had it. Oh, that's the, I'm glad that he addressed it. Yeah, I'm sure he's vaccinated because you know. Yes, <laughs> that's what you do. He knows what he's up against. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, am I wrong to think that eighty to ninety percent of his state's 
income relies on tourism. Yeah. Right. So doesn't matter. He's got to get vaccinated and he's got to make sure that there are no rules to keep people from visiting Florida. Right. Well, I don't know how true that is going to be anymore because I heard that a lot of businesses moved down to Florida from the Northeast because Florida was like, fuck it, do whatever you want. Let as many people in. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people who said those words, whether they actually did it or not, is a different story. Mm. You mentioned about uh, people being tested as they go into hospitals. That kind of changed into another uh, another story. So in, under the COVID one of the big things that I saw this week was that hospitals, specifically in California, but also in, what was it, Rhode Island and Arizona, hospitals have uh, stopped from sending their staff home if they test positive. If California yeah. health authorities announced that members of the staff of a hospital who test positive but are symptom-free or very, very light symptoms can continue to work. And the whole reason behind this is they're out of people. Yep. They're having a lot of problems keeping the hospital staffed. So they want to continue. Now, of course, this is horrendous for the, the people working there because, okay, now I'm not feeling oh so good, but the hospital says that I can still continue working, meaning that my boss says I need to continue working. <sighs> Yeah, I'm sure more nurses will stay in their jobs because of these policies. That that won't backfire. Right, exactly. Yeah, wandering I wandered into the uh the nursing subreddit. Oh my. It's scary out there, people. <laughs> Drive slow. Take your pills. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the idea that oh, I have to go to the hospital for any reason and uh oh, by the way, the the nurses coming in may have tested positive for this uh for this but um they're wearing their N95s. You, you have no idea. Yeah. Well, I feel great. Or the nurse that you get might be anti-vax and is, you know, loosely wearing a cloth mask because nobody's enforcing the rules in Pennsylvania. So who knows? Well, Pennsylvania wasn't one of those states, but sure, you're not, you're not, that, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, meanwhile, uh, one million cases. In we broke one million cases in what was it a week? No, it was a day. We reported in one day, but it was backlog from weekend, I believe. So it was not right. a, a million cases in one day, but it was a million cases reported in one day. We were doing 700,000 a day, though, at this point. So, yay, USA. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely because of a backlog, but the previous highest backlog was something like 700,000. Mm. So even if you compare it to other, you know, kind of corresponding days and and where things were backlogged due to holidays, um, yeah, it was. It's it's yeah, highest number yet. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're not in the U.S., yeah, don't don't travel here. That might not <laughs> might not be the best idea. Well, it's not just here though. The, That's I mean, well true. But. Yeah, Omicron is so contagious. It is also there, there's plenty of reasons not to come here. <laughs> right. <laughs> also true. <laughs> uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention under COVID is uh, care cubes. I don't know if anybody – I had never heard of these before. Mm. But apparently they're like walk-in medical clinics. Oh. Uh, they're, but they're called care cube. And okay. it's 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 like a little – I don't know, the one they have pictured. It is actually kind of looks like a cube. But it's you just walk in. You say, hey, I'm here to see, you know uh, – a physician or physician's assistant and they give you a rough diagnosis right it's it's one of the very handy um oh, I it's just it's a the, different brand name for the urgent care centers yes yeah. exactly okay unfortunately care cube in particular has been scamming their customers 
Um, there is current litigation against them because apparently they have been not only charging the people coming in for their their tests, upwards of like $175. Uh, one insurance said that they were charged for $275. The thing is, they're charging the patient and the insurance. Oh, nice. Ooh, they double dipping. <laughs> yeah, they're telling the patient that the insurance doesn't cover it, so they have to pay for it, and then they're charging the insurance full price. Wow. End stage capitalism right there. Yeah. So what, are they going to get slapped with a fine and then use that money they ripped off <laughs> to pay for Probably. it? And then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you go to CareCube, just, you know, be forewarned. You may have to argue with them about your insurance. Or don't go to CareCube. Well, even if... if that's if, a possibility. If you don't have insurance, the government picks up the tab, so... You should not ever have to pay for a uh, COVID test. A rapid test is different. Um, the, you know, the PCR tests, the ones that go away for 24 hours. You should never have to pay for one of them. Yeah, and apparently there's a big deal because the rapid tests are varying in price depending on where you're going to get them. It's like 17 bucks at Walmart, but like 27 bucks if you go to CVS. And like not huge numbers, but still, why? I mean, they're the same thing. Why get charged a different rate? And the rapid tests are supposed to be covered by insurance starting, um, I don't know, next week sometime, I think it is, according to new rules, how that works. So, so starting next week, it'll be $67, but yeah. it'll go to your insurance instead. Uh, right. All right. Uh, this week's In Memoriam, this one was, I don't know the names of this this couple, maybe, maybe it's in here, um, but there was a couple, an elderly couple that got a story about them in the New York Post. And it was a, a love story about how a couple died in the hospital holding hands. The true definition of soulmates. Ugh. Well, there's a lot to this story that doesn't actually get put in the New York Post. First off, the couple was unvaccinated. They, they were anti-vax. And uh, yeah, if, uh, if they got vaccinated, maybe they could be holding hands while they were alive. Just... You know, so far, this doesn't mean they're not soulmates. Keep going. <laughs> I feel like st that's still, that argument still holds. I guess they still could be soulmates. However, the other part of the story is that, uh, yeah, the daughter, as the, the couple were there in the hospital unresponsive, and they knew there wasn't long to go, the daughter had the staff move their beds close together. They weren't actually that close together originally. And then the daughter laid their hands together and took a picture and then sent that to the New York Post. Oh. She, she used it for internet points. Or yeah. media points. Ugh, that's gross. <laughs> wow. Maybe they were looking at the will at the time and realized they weren't going to get anything. We're like, we've got to make some money off these two. <laughs> yo, yo, I got an idea. Put their beds together. That's <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. And, but really, my takeaway is maybe they should have got vaccinated and they they could still be alive. Mm. Maybe. I mean, not definitely. Being soulmates. But <laughs> yeah, being a soulmate doesn't mean you have to be intelligent. <laughs> Were there were there any no, other? No, not really. We're already using the term soulmate. So mm. yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. That exactly. was that, that was mean? from the New York Post article. Mm. Were there any other in memoriams that I, uh, you know, you guys know of that I should have mentioned? I can't even keep track of people dying. Right. Who should who were anti-vaccine? So I just it just washes over me now. Yeah, there wasn't anybody in particular that was interesting. So <laughs> that's sad. 
Sorry. <laughs> there is still a website that is posting them constantly. I don't have in front of me. Maybe somebody in Discord remembers, but it's uh, several episodes back we had it. And there's a website that's tracking anti-vax people dying. If you want to go check it out. Um, yeah, you so. morbid fuck. If you want to go check it out. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sorry. I just have no, <laughs> I have no care for these people who are anti-vax. Who who die from from the disease? It's like yeah. Oh, Kuzma, yeah, Doug. Thank you, Hesitant Jackson. Doug Kuzma, QAnon, uh, alt right, you know, crazy person, um, said that he died at the house before he went to the hospital. He was wrong. He died in the hospital. Podcaster. We've talked about him before, I think. <laughs> Podcaster in quotes. I remember this, and this got posted right after we finished last week's show. Yep. And I looked this guy up. He's called a podcaster. He would do like three to four minute podcasts every few days and he had like a total of eight of them oh well so yeah prolific podcaster amateur three to eight minutes he's living the life man (laughs) (laughs) and they were about nothing they were about whatever the hell he was doing that day like i listened to a few of them and it was just like nothing what's the deal with peanut butter these days Also, George Soros is trying to kill you. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Moving away from COVID. This got posted as well right after. I think it was right after we finished recording, or maybe right near the end. Uh, The question was, what happened to to everyone at Pathios? The the friendly atheist, and there were a whole bunch of different atheist uh, people who would post blogs and uh, their, their, their copies of their podcasts and stuff on this non-religious website. And uh, apparently, Patheos sent a letter to a whole bunch of them saying, hey, look, we do appreciate, you know, all the atheists posting on here because we are, Patheos is a multi-faith media platform. So they granted a, a huge platform for atheists because if you're if you're a non-believer, that, that gave you a place to, you know, do your blogs or whatever. But apparently... They put out a statement asking everybody to, yeah, could you not focus on the downfalls of religions and just stick to how it's stick to being a positive atheist? What? And wow. uh, yeah, that that made all the atheists go, yeah, okay, fuck off. We're, we're going to find someplace else. <laughs> huh. Well, that was a uh, an error on their part. Yeah, holy crap. Yeah. I'm trying to rem- to to find the place that they uh, only Sky Media is apparently at least where Hemet Meta, uh, the friendly atheist, went. Um, well, I am I haven't checked it out yet, but it's not launched yet. Oh, it hasn't launched yet. Okay, yeah. later this month. So yeah, only Sky Media. Uh-huh. Keep an eye out for it because um, I there were regularly things that I would reference off of things on Pathios, but uh, apparently not so much anymore. Only Sky. All right. It's onlysky.media. What a strange URL. All right. Um, some religious nonsense. I thought it was hilarious that Pope Frank came out and scolded uh, scolded parents, except not parents, couples. Couples who weren't going to be parents. Pet owners. If you're a couple and you chose to uh, have pets instead of children, you're, you're, you're representing the degeneration of our community, of our society. That Wait, was... What? Just wow. <laughs> I was say, because he accidentally says some reasonable things sometimes. So run this by me one more time because I feel like I'm in, I'm a little lost. So this it was back in 2014. He had an interview with uh, 
Uh, oh, some, it's in 2014. He said no, this? no, th- this is more oh. recent. But back in 2014, he had an interview with some Roman paper um, that I don't recall. But he had said that society that valued pets more than children was a sign of cultural degeneration. And then more recently, speaking on parenthood, uh, and this was at the Vatican on last Wednesday, uh, he bemoaned the global decline on birth rates and brought up pets again and was critical of people who would have pets rather than children, uh, denying themselves the right of fatherhood or motherhood that diminishes us and takes away our humanity. Says the voluntary celibate. Right. And his club of voluntary celibates. Well, most of the time. Wow. So, yeah, I think that's all the components. So, first of all, (laughs) Pope Francis is worried that there aren't enough human people on the planet. Yeah, I I think. Like, that's a concern that he has every day? Like, we're about to become extinct? I think the main problem that he's focusing on is that Catholics aren't breeding enough. Right. That's what it okay. is. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say. Or, <laughs> I would hate to take the darker path. Clearly, he's upset that people aren't having enough children, so his priests have no one to rape. Mm. Oh! <laughs> Gotta keep them priests busy, people! <laughs> <laughs> I love it when we can still elicit a wow from Discord. <laughs> Way to go, Ian. And as is noted in the article, uh, Pope Francis is the namesake of St. Francis of Assisi, patron saint of animals. <laughs> Not really living up to his namesake. No. Uh, Pope Frank, what's up with you? <laughs> it all can't be good, you know? Yeah, cause that, and that, the first one, I don't think choosing to not reproduce means that we live in a society where we value animals over kids? <laughs> no. That's preposterous. Yeah. Well, preposterous. He, he just there is no scenario where animals are valued above children. He can't it come out on and the say, <laughs> we need asses and fucking pews, have more kids. Right. You know, we survive on your donations, dummies. The coffers Stop are empty. Having, yeah. Well, so there's also... There's also the, you know, Catholics tend to go to church more if they have young children because they got to make sure to indoctrinate them. That's true. So you know, they tend to wander away once the kids are out or on and on their own because they don't have that work that needs to be done. Yeah, someone just recently said it to me. Uh, he's like, I don't get it. He's like, my wife was not religious and then we mm-hmm. had kids and then she started taking them to church and shit. And I was, and I was like, yeah, I wonder what the connection to that is. It's, it's, because I know people in my own life who've done... Who were total scumbags growing up. Mm-hmm. Total scumbags. And then, then now they married and have kids, and now they're all fucking religious fucking Bible thumpers and better than me. I think it, it goes back to the thing that we have bemoaned a lot on this podcast. The idea that society thinks that if you're religious, you're a better person. and It's it, where it's you been, get your morals. Yeah. Right. Yep. It, it's been beaten into people so much. They're, they're, they're like, well, I had a kid. I need. I don't want to have one of those kids, so I need right. to get them to church. Godless <laughs> heathen of a kid, <laughs> like I was. Yeah, and me. I think Ray's the only. You know. Oh no, and- no, I meant like they're they're saying that because the people oh. I know were scumbags. <laughs> it's because they didn't you have know. church in their youth, so they're trying to you know correct the mistakes of their youth. <laughs> and amazingly, all Trump supporters. No. Uh, Weird connection. Yeah. You have to join the cult that lets you be a dick with uh, zero consequences. But also celebrating those two people that Kyle Rittenhouse just killed. Mm. You know, haha, liberals, got two of you. 
Well, it's the it's the same. Religion gives you a a justification for being a, an an ass and for killing people and for marginalizing people because you are on the, the 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 side of good and the side of the right. Yeah, it it falls back into Hitchens how religion poisons everything. It's the yeah. idea that well, I have religion and I believe this very strongly, therefore I'm justified in everything that I do. As right. long as you have a strongly held belief uh, in your own mind, you cannot be in the wrong. And if you read your history books, the things that have been done in the name of religion are horrific. Oh, yeah. So this really – and then the scale of history is not much, but it could get way worse. <laughs> We've all seen The Mist. We know what happens. <laughs> I probably haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of things that, uh, that you added, Karen, uh, religious nonsense, and this is from uh, uh, The Prayer Warriors. Oh, The Prayer Warriors. Yeah, I heard a new religious euphemism of let's flood the throne room of heaven for them in prayers. Like that's 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 okay. I don't understand that, but Wait, okay. What is this Flood? for people who die? This is people that have COVID. And you and you're, 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 you call out your prayer warriors and you say, "Let's flood the throne room of heaven for them mm. with prayers." Wait, oh, with prayers! Yes, I was like, prayers. that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> My loved one made it to paradise. Drown their ass! <laughs> <laughs> no, you call out the prayer warriors to pray and flood the throne room of heaven with prayer. I don't. I don't remember who it was. It was some. To what end? <laughs> there was there was some pastor or priest who used this phrase as a way to encourage more people to pray about something. They wanted they and they they said flood the the throne room of heaven, and it was with prayer. Mm. the The idea that every everybody fine, will be praying and God will be overwhelmed. Yeah, we've made it. We made it to heaven. What 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 more help could you provide me? I'm in paradise mm. now this for is, eternity. This is to save them from you just, COVID. When I get there, you want me to see a note on the wall that says, "I've been thinking <laughs> about you, buddy." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the other um, Herman Cain Award winner uh, went home to her heavenly mansion. Oh, right. Do we all get, well, that, do we, do we all get mansions? Dirty poor people in the afterlife. Exactly. I guess we all get our own mansion if we get to go to heaven. Okay. I, I, if you watch The Good Place, that's true. So, yeah. Uh, they're more I'm tired of, of having no off street parking. <laughs> you got a yard? What? <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Last thing that I have in religious nonsense is an article from thehustle.co. There is a company called Glue. I think it's Glue, G L O O. This is a 200-person tech company out of Colorado, and they use personal data to aid churches uh, in getting new followers. And the way they do it is is the worst part. Mm. So they their platform is uh, uh, basically they do web ads, and they're optimized for specific search terms on Google and social media. So... If people type in certain things, they will get ads related to the things that they have typed that will encourage them to connect to their local church. Namely, the topics that are being searched for are marriage difficulties, <laughs> anxiety, depression, and drug addiction. Mm. So if you type in something about having difficulties in your marriage or, or anxiety or depression or problems with drugs – you could get ads related to going to your local church. That's what this company does. Get a wall a week. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Wow. 
I I was going to say, that seems like a huge market. Mm. When you were reading the Tucker Carlson story, I was browsing elsewhere on the internet getting Viagra ads. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. When you clicked yeah, on the Tucker I'm, story. I'm definitely being watched and monetized in real time. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, what you got to do is do like some searches for tacos. That way you get taco coupons for tomorrow. <laughs> Or just say it. It's Taco Tuesday. I like where your head's at. (laughs) But yeah, that, I mean, talk about preying on the weak. I mean, Mm -hmm. and not with an A. Yeah. What a, I mean, that's just a dick move, really. Your your whole company is focused on the idea that there are people who are in emotional distress. Let's, let's feed on them and, and try and get them into the churches. Like, and I understand that there's probably an argument, well, the church can help them with these things. Yep. Bullshit. They're trying to get their numbers up. Mm. They're worried about the 30% of adults who don't affiliate with a religion. They got to get the... the, Isn't that how all religions work? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But it's still... It's just a dick move. Yeah. Next thing you know, they'll be putting up billboards that say pregnant, scared, alone, we can help. (laughs) And it'll turn out to be a trap. Right. That's crazy. (laughs) Yes, yes, it's nothing new, but it's just another way. It's another way of praying on people online. I know, it just piles on the sadness, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I thought for the end, my my last thing that I have, this is, I don't know, it's, it's I found it amusing. Uh, it's a story about police that doesn't end in black people being killed, so. Oh, that's good. What? Wow. <laughs> um, there were two cops in L.A. who were fired because they were too busy catching a Snorlax. <laughs> So there was a there was a robbery at a mall and the call went out. And so apparently there's actual there's video inside their car. And the one cop goes, ah, screw it, because they had a they had a conversation about whether or not they were going to respond. And the one cop was like, nah, whatever. There's a Snorlax over here. Let's go get that. And uh, for the next 20 minutes, the officers in the in-car recording discuss Pokemon as they drive to different locations trying to catch Pokemon. After capturing the Snorlax, the officers travel to another location to capture a Togetic. <laughs> this is all detailed in their car recording. Um, apparently, they they were then fired for not responding to the call, and uh, they appealed. They they I, I guess they sued. And the judge on what grounds did they sue? They sued, they, saying that they didn't get a right. Uh, they didn't get a, a right to attorney against the the things that they were being fired for. Which, yeah, they're, it's an employment agreement. You don't get an attorney because you're being fired for not doing your job. Like that's not how that works. Well, you get a union attorney occasionally, and police unions are <laughs> very strong. Yeah, but I mean, how do you help a cop who's on tape doing that? How do you right. help a cop who's on tape strangling somebody? That's, I mean, those things can be twisted into, uh, I was taught that, or he was, you know, whatever, right? There's all types of ways, like, literally going, now let's not take that call and play Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then watching them do it, I mean, that's pretty sh- straightforward. <laughs> True. I mean, in fairness to them, a Togetic, that sounds exciting. I don't even know what that is. Is that like a fully evolved Togepi? <laughs> I actually don't know. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but Would you I, be okay with that, Ian, if they were supposed to be going to your house? No. <laughs> and be like, oh, uh, I mean, a togenic. Well, okay, I understand. No, it's, even, it's only the second form of a togenic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
outrageous. It's funny though because uh, when the car they, in the recording they they stopped and you can hear the cops saying, "Don't run away! Don't run away!" Oh, I got him. <laughs> oh, jeez! Carried it. I ultra balled him. Uh, I just I I find it. I mean, it's a to me. I love this story because it's not about cops killing a black guy. So mm, you know, yeah. right. Uh, do they have any grounds? No. No, they oh. don't. That's their job. They're supposed to respond when people are in trouble. But uh, well, they said it kills yeah. somebody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I look at the I like that they've lowered the bar to the point where <laughs> <laughs> grotesque neglect is a big plus. <laughs> mm. All right. That's all. That's all I've got. Anybody have anything else? Oh, no. It's just been all misery tonight with this show. <laughs> <laughs> ended up on a, on a, on a good one. <laughs> I don't know, because now I'm thinking about the last story, and I'm like, wow, they fired him quicker for chasing Pokemon than killing people. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's true, but as you pointed out, this is very clear-cut. The other thing can be spun in uh, all yeah, sorts of true, ways. True. Mm. Well, this you could spin. They were on their lunch break. Maybe. I don't think lunch break trumps <laughs> yeah, probably not. getting a call. <laughs> Alpha asked, what if a black man was dressed as a Pokemon? <laughs> Strangle him. Or shoot him. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially those who could join us tonight. Alpha, Grinch, Hessian Gixon, Jeff, we really do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can sign up on our Patreon page and join them in Discord and uh, chat with us as we record. Uh, if you can't do that, you could post something on our Facebook page or tweet to us at Profane Arg, uh, or share the podcast on social media. We do appreciate the spreading of the podcast. Uh, if uh, if you have the chance, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. It's a podcasting network. Soon-to-be-namednetwork.com will get you a list of a variety of shows. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.